So business money management is not an intuitive thing. It's something that we need to be taught. It's something that we need to learn how to manage. And you know, a lot of times there's some shame around money and we just don't really go and learn what we need to learn. But guess what? That's why you're here. Thanks for joining me on the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm Don Kennedy, your host with tips, strategies, and real solutions to help you make more money and more importantly, keep more profit in your business because we know having more profit means having more impact. Okay, welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. Marie Miller, who is my branding and marketing guru, is here to talk about all things branding and marketing, including how that affects your profit and how a great brand can actually make your business do better. So, hey, Marie, thanks for joining me. Hey, Don, how are you? I'm great, thanks. So I'm just going to let you start by riffing on who you serve, what you do, and why you do what you do, why you're so proud, because you've been doing this forever. I have. And thank you for inviting me into this podcast today. I'm really excited to share my knowledge uh, with your your listeners. So um, as Dawn said, I am Marie Miller. I am the marketing junkie. I have been in the marketing industry for over 20 years. I actually started as a 17-year-old high school intern at an agency in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And um, it just, I stayed there for six, seven years. I learned the ropes. And from there, I just found this huge passion for helping businesses of all size clearly communicate some sort of goal. So um, I went and got a graphic design degree during that process. Um, I have since moved to a different state and gotten really involved in the local area chambers of commerce in our communities that support small businesses. And through that, really have learned those pain points that a lot of either startups or or new businesses or even established businesses, the the pain points that they have in dealing with their customers. And a lot of it has to do with marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, Marketing, I think, is just such of a vague category for people. They don't know what it is or they think they know what it is. And it's really all encompassing. So I want to take a, just a second and go back to branding and logos because that kind of goes in line with marketing and experience. So a brand is, you know, the you, it's your product, it's your selling, it's your logo, it's the little icon that goes with the logo, it's the colors. Um, And and that's important because it's the recognizable, it's the visible representation of what your business is. So if you have a purple and orange logo on your Facebook page, but your website is green and red, there's no brand recognition because there's a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if it's a square in one place and a circle in another, or you use one font here and another font on your envelopes, or you handwrite something and um, you don't have real business cards. Um, it, you know, it, it doesn't give that buyer that comfort. So then that kind of goes into marketing. Like what, what is a brand? What is marketing? And it, it all goes down. It all boils down to who you are. So if you're a solopreneur, your brand is likely who you are. It is what you do. It is how involved you are in your community or how not involved you are. 
Uh, it is how you answer your phone, how timely you respond to emails. It is uh, how you respond on social media as opposed to in person. Is there a disconnect there? Do you do better without be dealing with people or <laughs> are you a really good personable person? Are they one in the same? And we talk about that um, in some of my courses that I offer and, and, and speaking sessions. Uh, that's We go into brand voice. That's what we dive into there. Um, but so brand, you've got your logo, you've got your brand voice. It's how you answer the phone. If you have staff, it's how they dress. It's how they respond to customers. It's how they file. It's the emotional dynamic that you have within the office. And more importantly, it's how you leave your customer feeling. And a lot of times when there's dissension among staff, that rolls into the experience of the customer. Yeah. And it really is a tough thing because when somebody says, I just, I need to hire a marketing person. Yes, you do. <laughs> but it's also, <laughs> yes, number one, I think you should. Um, but what's painful for me is to come in and say, okay, yeah, you have to have these pieces developed. You need a brochure, you need a flyer, you need to have a website built. And that's one way to handle marketing. But the other way that I prefer to work is to look at all of the pieces. Like, how are you answering your phone? What does your voicemail say? Yeah. What is your, what do your emails say? What does your email signature say? What do you leave behind when you're done? How do you follow up with these people afterwards to, to show that you care? Because there's a huge shift in marketing. It went from, let's throw some ad dollars at this problem and, and see what happens to really people are dying and craving relationships and to feel important, no matter if they're buying a sweater, they're paying for coaching, or they are buying a widget for their machine in their shop. It doesn't matter what it actually is. It's how they feel, how they were treated, was the price fair, was the buying process simple, and and was it even, am I a number or am I a person? <laughs> am I a customer? That sounds really complicated, but I know from working with you, it actually keeps things very, very authentic. But I can tell you sitting here, it sounds overwhelming, like I have to remember all these details. How can somebody who has not thought through all of these different pieces step back and realize that they're probably doing what's authentic to them already and maybe they just need to tweak a few things to bring it into line, like make it all consistent? Well, I think the, the first thing I want to touch on with that is there are people out there like me that do this for a living yes. that you don't have to. You're really good at what it is that you do. Yeah. You specifically, Dawn, and any other business owner. You went into business because you had a love and a passion and a skill set that nobody else had. Right. And, and you really want to just bring that to the marketplace, but you don't know how. That's why there are people that do marketing, because that's their passion. That's their love. And, and it doesn't have to always be super expensive either. But you do need to think as a business owner, when you're thinking about your marketing plan or your business plan or your five year plan or your two year plan, you're maybe you're going month to month. But what's your plan? What are your goals? Let's figure out what we need to do to get those goals. If your goals are to sell more, what does that mean? Okay, well, you need to be more visible. People need to either have um, like a VIP group or a referral program or, um, you know, be where the people are if you have a tangible product to sell. So is that a, an outdoor market? Is that 
working and networking with other area businesses in your community. Um, it's it's kind of always staying open. But to to touch on the question, it doesn't have to be overwhelming because we can take it piece by piece. I know I shared a lot of information, but this happens in phases. This doesn't happen like pushing all of this stuff out of the gate because a lot of this is trial and error. What works for you may not work for somebody very similar to what it is that you do. And I may have a completely different set of recommendations. And hopefully I do because their goals are going to be different than yours. Yeah, that's important. And it goes back to that authenticity. And we've been working together for a while. So anybody listening here, the Entree Money Coach brand, for example, has actually been moving and developing from its very first little logo all the way through to having a brand voice now that took probably six months to really narrow and niche down, not just based on trial and error, but based on my growth and development as an entrepreneur. But I can tell you, it's not my zone of genius. And I could not articulate my brand voice. And it did take Marie coming in and listening and doing those things. Uh, everything, logos and colors, which do represent your presence online or even you know in person locally, but the, the brand voice as well. So it, it does sound like it's a lot of pieces, but I think it's also, you know, Marie, let's talk a little bit about that evolution that when somebody starts working with an expert like you, you know, how does this evolve or does it continue evolve after, you know, a little bit of time? Like how does this keep going so that you're always front of mind because that's what marketing is supposed to do is keep you front of mind. And I know that the brand is critically important to keep people top of mind, that if they think of something, you're the first person they think of. So there's a lot of goodness there, and I hope I can touch on, on all of it because I'm a chatty gal. Um, <laughs> I think with the when it comes to the evolution of brands, I think of a specific client in mind as an example. They brought me in strictly, you know what, you know, I can handle my website. I, I've got the printed pieces. I have a good brand name in the community. I just need somebody to do the social media for me. And, and that in its own right is a, a can of worms to open because what does that even mean? What social media, yeah. what, what's the plan? Yeah. Um, but so, so I work with them on a monthly basis and just kind of give them suggestions as to what content to put on their their Facebook page. But that is exactly the the pivot point for discussing brand voice. Yeah. What words do you use? Are you an emoji company? Are you strictly professional? Are you fun and whimsical? Um, what colors can we use? What's part of your brand? Is it is it all purple, gray, and white? And does everything have to have an element of purple into it or, or teal or gray or orange? Whatever your brand logo um, has in it is what you want these graphics to look like. So, so we're working together and we're starting to ask all these questions like, you know, what is your ultimate goal with this? Is it just to educate? Is it to entertain? Are you, you showing how involved you are in the community? Mm. And when I started talking about marketing, I touched on those things um, just a few minutes ago. You know, it, it is all of those pieces combined that makes your brand, um, your brand vibe. I don't even, vibe seems like such a non-industry cheesy word to use, but it's true. It's like, what's your, the vibe of your business? 
my brand colors are hot pink and coral. That is, and and honestly, my business cards kind of shimmer or sparkle so I can be a little bit memorable um, and stick out uh, from my competition. Um, you know, if you are in a financial sphere, you may want to stick with cooler, calming, more approachable colors and, and photography choices. Um, unless your personal brand or your business brand is bolded in your face, and then we have a completely different approach. Yeah. But these, as new businesses determine their brand and their brand voice and who their client is and the type of stuff that their clients respond to, whether those are bold colors or, or in your face questions or, you know, whatever that may be, that's how brands start to evolve and change. Like, well, I'm not going to keep doing this exact same thing with nobody's responding to it. If I'm not getting the engagement on Facebook, if I'm not getting the phone calls, if I'm not getting the sales, I don't keep doing that same thing. So that's how brands start to evolve and change. You have to try it with a thought and a plan, Right. evaluate that thought and plan after you've tried it, determine if you continue doing it or if you switch gears and try something different. There's, it's an, it's an ever changing, ever evolving process that I don't see slowing down at any time because as society changes, we change and then we, we have to change how we market to people. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting when I keep hearing the thread that keeps coming back over and over again, is you're using this brand, this voice, this vibe, everything about you and your business. And I'm the first one to tell you that every business owner is unique and every business is unique. Um, to get people to trust you so they will do business with you. And I think you touched on that a little bit about the disconnect. So let me ask you, what does bad branding cost a business? This is the Profit Accelerator podcast. And I can tell you that since things became more cohesive and I have been showing up more on social media and we've implemented the things that you've recommended, I have had a much better business and sales. So what is it costing a business not to pay attention to this particular thing? You know, they're, they just don't know either where to start or they don't realize that it's important. Well, if you spend, let's say you're a business owner and you put money into marketing and, but, excuse me, but you know that you need, you need a website, you need a this, you need a that. And you just hire somebody and that person just does it. They're like, okay, I'm going to do whatever it is that you asked me to do. And I'm going to charge you a fee for that. That's well and good. You, you did the thing. You mm-hmm. took the step. Great job. However, a good marketing partner is going to ask you these questions. What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to get email addresses? Are you trying to educate? Are you trying to create a sales funnel? Who is your audience? What do they do? Where are they located? How do we reach them? How do what kind of stuff do they respond to? What are their pain points? Because without knowing any of that, the money that you spend on marketing is kind of wasted because the person developing those materials for you are just responding to the question that you're asking them. They're saying, oh, you want a website? Let me make one for you. Perfect. But it's not perfect. Yeah. (laughs) The money is wasted. So let's say websites cost, um, I'm just going to throw out a dollar figure of $5,000. So you spend $5,000 and get a website developed, but with no plan. 
this person doesn't understand your customer. They don't understand what it is you're trying to do. So therefore you've wasted $5,000. That's a, a wasted cost for a business. Uh, that's a money you're never going to get back because you're going to have to hire somebody else to then figure out those questions and then effectively build your website and market and it. And that's because you don't demonstrate that you understand what your customer needs, right? So right. just build something out there and it isn't connected, like you were saying, the customer is not going to trust you or they're not going to to get their questions answered by your website and they're probably not going to take the next step. And the other thing is some people just want to say, oh, I hired a marketing person for that. They're going to take care of it. Um, and, and that's, I would love to do that. I would love to be that type of reliable person. But the bottom line is you are the expert in your business. Yeah. I am the expert in mine. And I can't tell the same story. I can't tell your brand story the way that you do because it is your story, not mine. So the cost, the lost dollars invested in, in not having a plan can get it, it can get pretty heavy on that bottom line. So it's really important to talk to somebody who who just doesn't silo themselves into doing websites. That's the other thing I wanted to touch on is there are lots of people that do all of the things. There are lots of the people that do some of the things and, and they do them really well. So whether you spread your marketing um, projects through many different people, have one person in charge of all of that. So whether that's a staff member, whether that you hire a marketing person to oversee the social media, the graphic design, the web, the this, the that, because everybody knows somebody that does one of those things. So you don't want to hurt the feelings of the people. Maybe it's your niece or your nephew or your aunt or your uncle or a family member or a neighbor, you know, that they build these websites. So, oh, I should start there first. You know, they're my neighbor, they're my friend, you know, maybe it's a customer or a client and, and that's well and good. So you either need to, A, have your own plan figured out on who your audience is, where they're located, blah, 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 all those things that I mentioned, or have somebody work with you to determine that and then have these other assets created. But every piece needs to work with each other. It needs to look the same. It needs to feel the same for that brand recognition and that comfort of, I, I know that I'm talking to Don Kennedy, Entree Money Coach on Facebook on Instagram, on Facebook stories, wherever, you know, the website, wherever it is, it all needs to look very similar because that's brand recognition and that's brand comfort. And that helps sales that that helps customers that helps get people back down and purchasing those, those things that you offer. Yeah. I love that. And again, I love how you keep bringing back that comfort. People want to know who they're doing business with, whether or not it's a consumer to business or a business-to-business type of operation. And I think that being authentic and having an authentic brand voice can take you a very long way to people knowing what to expect from you as well. If I do business with you, I know that I'm going to expect this type of thing or this type of response. And I know that there are a lot of entrepreneurs that you know, made a logo and started their business. And, you know, there is a point though, I believe where we need to evolve into this idea of giving the customer a real expectation of how we do business with them, because then they can decide, you know, you're a heck yeah, I want to do business with you or you're a heck no, I don't. And either way is fine, but we need to know, you know, not a maybe, maybe seem, 
you know, I don't like to convince anybody of anything. I have a big, big convincing, you know, thing that I just don't like to do. So you want people to know one way or the other. And I think this brand really does go a long way. And you're the one who taught me that, that having this consistency was going to benefit the business in an incredibly positive way. And it really has. Well, great. I'm glad that that's worked out for you. And you you said something that really made me think about how I present things and what I want your listeners to take out of this podcast. Moreover than anything, I want you to just start. I want you to start with what you have with where you are. You're going to make some mistakes, whether you have some, a plan or not, because you don't know what your buyer's buying cycle is going to be or what your customers are going to be. Or if something happens to the business, like a global pandemic, uh, how do you reach your customers if you are a brick and mortar and now all of a sudden you have to be online? Right. So you need to start with where you are, with what you have. You've got people at your disposal to to ask questions to. Actually, if I'm going to toot my own horn here, I have a private Facebook community where people can ask me all kinds of marketing questions for free. So you know what? If you yeah, follow the marketing, gonna, I was going to say, tell everybody how to reach the marketing junkie because you are an asset that needs to be in every business. Thank you so much, and it is so uh, refreshing for me. I mean. I just have always done this and, and learning everybody's story and pain points. Sometimes people just want to know how to set up their business Facebook page properly. Sure. That's all they want to do. And if I can do that for them, great. But I'm also going to ask you a lot more questions. <laughs> but uh, uh, Start with where you are, with what you have. Evaluate, think, plan, strategize, pivot, try it again. Don't get discouraged. Uh, because it can be discouraging. There's going to be people that have leave crappy Facebook view reviews or terrible Google comments. And, um, it, it happens. People are keyboard warriors. Some of these people aren't even real people. They're fake accounts that are just programmed to schedule posts on people's, um, or schedule responses on people's posts. So you, you know, that's also part of the brand. What is your negative response protocol? Like, what do you do when you <laughs> yeah. get a bad review? What do you do? How do you treat it? Do you get mad at 3 a.m. and type on your keyboard all aggressive? Do you, you know, respond? Yeah, ben and Jerry's. <laughs> right. Do you, do you self-medicate with food? Do you sit there <laughs> cry and rock in a corner? What is it that you do? But, you know, people are watching they're seeing it. They're seeing this negative comment. And and honestly, I think people sit back and say, Ooh, what's going to happen with this? Let's watch this unfold. So, you know, part of that starting with what you have is, you know, figuring out how you're going to respond. Yeah, no, I love it. And you know, it's funny because most of us don't think about you know, what's going to happen when I get a bad review because it's going to happen or even not a bad review, but somebody leaving a comment where you're like, Oh, wow. You know, that, that kind of hurt a little bit, but you're right. People are watching and it needs to be the response needs to be authentic to the brand voice. And, you know, I'll be honest. And I know most other entrepreneurs that we do have those days where we want to find a Ben and Jerry's. This is not an easy thing to do to be in business. It is, it is not, not easy to get up every day all the time and be an entrepreneur. Um, but in reality, the way that you respond to things has to be consistent with the brand voice. And that is really something that I have learned from you. So how do people find the marketing junkie and the marketing junkie is all things marketing. So if they come and talk to you, you can point them in the direction of whatever they need 
And I know that. So tell us, how do we find you as that pivot point, that that entry level, entry space into all the things we need to put our business out there in the best way? Well, the first step is to go to www.themarketingjunkie.com. And that is my website. Now, when you get there, you're going to land on a very hot pink and coral website. <laughs> so uh, the I, the logo is my face. I tend to have reddish orange hair with hot pink highlights. That's kind of how I'm trying to position myself as brand recognition. My logo is the same. I wear dark glasses or funky glasses. Um, there's always something... Um, to identifiable with me that way. Funky glasses, coral, hot pink, everything, anywhere. Um, and on Instagram, I'm at the marketing junkie on Facebook. I'm, you know, backslash the marketing junkie. Uh, again, you're going to see um, a lot of those same color themes and brands pull through to make it recognizable. I also am not afraid to be on video and take photos of myself because right now I'm a solopreneur. How do I get myself out there? People need to know who I am. They, they're not just going to talk to any redheaded, hot pink highlighted person with dark glasses on the street and think that they're <laughs> me. I need to know who I am and what I'm about and what, how I talk and how I communicate. So I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, the website, um, I am out in the community. I know your podcast is worldwide, so people in South Africa aren't really going to come to a Rockford Chamber of Commerce meeting. Um, so I would definitely recommend giving me a follow on any of those platforms or connecting with me on LinkedIn. Absolutely. It's amazing. And thank you so much for coming on here and being a guest and answering all our questions and really demonstrating why this is maybe the next serious step we need to take when we get to a certain place. Um, because again, for the profit accelerator, people have to find you to be able to buy. From you. Exactly. And I didn't even get to touch on SEO and tools and everything. But if you follow my Facebook page, I offer free courses. I bring in some speakers and we just kind of learn from each other and and, and grow that way. So good luck, Profit Accelerators. Good luck in your business. Good luck, entrepreneurs. And Don, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care, and I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.